For the first time in one full month, the New Orleans Saints won a football game. They beat the 1-12 Carolina Panthers by a score of 28-6 in the Caesar Superdome. I am told we should be happy about it. Shut up and be happy is basically what the message was after the game. So you know what? I'll be happy about it. I'll put my own spin on it. Maybe we'll all be happy in about a half hour from now. Who knows? Let's find out on Datitude coming up next. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends elsewhere, out there, everywhere, who are just tickled pink, jumping up and down. The whole family is happy. Everything is right with the world. The New Orleans Saints defeated the Carolina Panthers by a score of 28 to 6, and Lord knows it wasn't that close. Or was it? I don't know. Let's dig deep. Dive deep into it. That's what we're going to do today on Derry's Dime on Datitude, episode number 197 for a Monday, December the 11th, 2023. I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the Times-Picayune, the advocate, and bet.nola.com. What did we think of yesterday's game? Um, look, I can tell you from being in there. That was the most preseasony type type of game I've been to. That wasn't the preseason in a long, long time. The fans didn't give one rat's ass. How many of you out there saw the movie? Uh, have seen the movie Major League? Raise your hand. Oh yeah, you, 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 and you. You know that scene uh, early on. When they're like, you know, Bob Euchre sticking the mic outside trying to like get some kind of like reaction. That's what yesterday was. I mean, there was a moment, well, several moments, say not a moment. Every time like the Saints would face a certain situation, it was embarrassing. They'd put the get loud thing on the screen. You know, the decibels usually like, what is it for an airplane? Like 115 to 120 decibels. It's like they show you the level of loudness of an air. Oh, they weren't showing you any levels yesterday. Although they did show the number, which was embarrassing. I, they need to take that thing off. They're embarrassing themselves. Usually decibel levels like, I, I don't know, 115, 120, somewhere around there. It barely got to 90. It was, it was like, hey. Oh, look, little Johnny down there. He's cheering. Put that decibel thing next to Johnny down there. That little John, yep, yep, there you go. Oh, oh, move from 88 to 90. Yeah, leave it there. Leave it there. Right there. Embarrassing. Daddy's taking his last sip of his third beer. Oh, whatever. Yeah, go ahead, Johnny. Be happy. Oh, we're going to get an Uber home. We'll leave it. Don't worry. We'll find it. We're going to leave the car in garage six. We'll find it tomorrow. Take an Uber. 
Maybe, maybe your mom will come pick us up. Probably not, but whatever. That, that's what yesterday was. You take little Johnny to the game because nobody else wants to go. That's what the Dome was like yesterday. I took a picture of the game about 35 minutes before it started and sent it to my wife. I mean, it was embarrassing. I'm not saying the Dome should be filled 35 minutes before a game, but it's like, look, there's a fan there and a fan there and one over in that corner up there. Then when it started, the, the people who do architecture of seat coloring or whatever, they do an excellent job. Because if you just look from the periphery, it looks like that is a decent crowd in there. But when you start, there were like whole rolls that, whole rows, rolls. There were whole rows that were, no one was in. No one gave a damn. And then the Saints played like they didn't give a damn. That's what yesterday was. It was insanely embarrassing. I don't, that is the least impressive 22-point victory in the history of the National Football League. I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating none of that crap. That was the most lame 22-point victory in the history of the NFL. Now, should we be happy? We're told we are. We're going to get to the pieces of the press conference because I, I, you know, Coach Paul Bunyan and his chopping wood. We're going to keep chopping wood. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just going to keep referring to that. I think I'm just going to call him, you know, I got a little clipboard holder over there. I think I'm just going to call him Paul Bunyan from now on. Because, look, I said this on a, on a post-game show yesterday on the Saints Insider podcast. Um, if there were ever a game where a team was just, quote-unquote, chopping wood, chopping, chop, chop, chopping at wood, it was that one. That's all he did yesterday was chop wood. Paul Bunyan. He had all kinds of stuff to say. I mean, look, sometimes, man, I mean, this dude, I'm, I was defending him for so long, now I'm just pissed off. You know how, like, when, I don't know if any of you have ever been in this situation. Unfortunately, I have been. You know when you're in a marriage and you're just done? Um, that's how I was 20 years ago or whatever when I got, when I got divorced. In my first marriage. You did, at some point, you're like, I'm trying to make this work. I'm trying to make this work. I'm trying to make it. I'm done. And when you're done, you're done. I think that's where I'm at right now. I mean, I guess there's still hope. But, I mean, and we're stuck with this dude. I, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, people get mad at me when I say they're not going to. Like, my own son gets ticked off and furious with me. He gets, why do you keep saying that? Because they're not going to fire him. So you just have to accept it. That doesn't mean we have to like. I mean, some of the stuff this dude says. Coach Paul Bunyan. I mean, it's absurd. Well, yeah. Look, I mean, I, yeah, obviously I feel like we need to um, play a better brand of football. Um, and, and that's what we're going to continue to work uh, towards doing. Um, but we talked about winning this week. And we took care of goal number one. And now we'll move forward and, and, and worry about the next week. I swear to God. Doesn't this dude sound like Lou Brown? I mean, I, I, I like Major League is going to be the theme of this show. It, it, it's just going to – that's what this reminds me of now. I mean, I'm, being, I'm at the Dome yesterday. There's nobody there. Maybe, Gail, you know, if, if people stop coming, we can move them to San Antonio. 
If she wasn't a native New Orleanian and didn't talk like a rich yet, I swear to God, I would think she was trying to move this team. I might start thinking that. Because this dude, good Lord. I mean, doesn't that last quote think, all right, I want you to take that last quote that I just played. Take that last quote. In fact, let me play it again. Hang on. Well, yeah, look, I mean, I, yeah, obviously I feel like we need to um, play a better brand of football. Um, and, and that's what we're going to continue to work uh, towards doing. Um, but we talked about winning this week, and we took care of goal number one. And now we'll move forward and, and, and worry about the next week. Now, I want you to imagine Paul Bunyan in the postgame locker room after this. I don't know if you, any of you saw this yesterday, but the Saints were jumping up and down and like they, I don't know, like they won a playoff game. Like they made it to the playoffs. Now, look, I'm all about, you know, I had some people text me yesterday or whatever, message me, oh, the Saints shouldn't be celebrating. Look, you won, celebrate, fine. But it did remind me, just imagine Paul Bunyan talking to his players after the game was over, and he says something like Lou Brown said, just like this. All right, you guys, let's listen up. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. So let's see some hustle. Let's jack it up a little. I got a feeling things are about to turn around for us. Oh, yeah. They got to turn around, baby. Got Danny DeVito and the New York Giants coming in next Sunday. He's going to turn around quick. Everything's going to change now. You beat the Carolina Panthers. That's going to change everything. You want to hear some of these numbers? In fact, where's my sheet? Hang on. Here's my sheet. I don't want to give you the final numbers yet because that's going to spoil it. Let me give you some numbers after the third quarter was over. The score was Saints 14, Panthers 6. I don't want to ruin it for you just yet. So here's Derek Carr's numbers after the third quarter. I'm not making this up. I'm reading it right off of a sheet, I promise. 12 of 18, okay, that's, not, that's all right. That's all right. What are you talking about, Derry? It's not bad. 12 of 18 for 37 yards. 37 yards. How the hell do you complete 12 passes for 37 yards through three quarters? At, at, at one point, I don't have the exact time, but it's somewhere around the, I don't know, it was like five minutes left before A.T. Perry caught the pass. He had thrown for something like 56 yards. How is that possible? I mean, they played a quarterback who, and Bryce Young against a quarterback who was worse. I, it, it, it's really, it's truly mind-boggling. But we don't want to give Jameis Winston a chance. Oh, God, we might have a quarterback controversy. You can't have a quarterback controversy. Then we won't know what to do. Jesus Christ. That's where we are right now. And then, I haven't even got to this yet. Saints are fighting among themselves. Derek Carr, he, he doesn't know what planet he's on because he's still in la-la land from his concussion. You want to know what a quarterback who has a concussion and what it looks like when he plays? Looks like that. That's what Zach Ewing told me anyway. He's right, too. I stole that line from him, and I don't care. 
But you want to know what a quarterback who has a concussion, what it looks like when he plays. It looks exactly like that. Why? Why would he play? Zero reason for Derek Carr to play. They could have won yesterday. They could have brought Billy Joe Tolliver back. He's probably like 48 years old, maybe 50 years old now. I have no idea. They could have brought Billy Joe Tolliver back without warming up. He might be 280 pounds for all I know, living in Hickville, Maryland. I have no idea where Billy Joe Tolliver is these days. No, no clue. But they could have found him, flew his ass back, and put him in the game, and the Saints still would have won yesterday. The Panthers are that bad. So don't be all fired up because you won a game. Enjoy it. Sure, you should enjoy it. But some of the stuff these, these people and these players say, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, they're in fighting. Eric McCoy, have you, has anyone ever, ever, and I mean ever, has anyone ever seen a quarterback in a center fight on the field? Please, by all means, if you've, if you've got one, if you see one, if you've got a story, if you found one on YouTube, whatever it is, send it to me, the link, at jderrytheadvocate.com. We'll be more than happy to talk about it. Has anyone ever seen that before? The quarterback in the center. And then after it's all over, oh, it's just a little fun. It's all kumbaya. We were smiling and laughing about it in the locker room. My ass. No one was smiling and laughing about that moment in the locker room or on the sideline at any other point. Did you see? Did you watch Eric McCoy after that was over? They're tired of this crap. The players are tired of it. They're tired of Derek Carr. They're tired of Paul Bunyan. They don't want to chop wood anymore. They want to play football. This team is so much more talented than the one we've seen on the field. We're supposed to be happy about this? Who's happy about this? I mean, I guess if you're a player and you've been fighting through it and you haven't won in a month, you're happy because you won. But do you look around? The ones that have been here for a long time. Jimmy Graham talked about it a little bit yesterday. Hooray, he caught a couple passes. Woohoo! He talked about the crowd yesterday. You think he's telling some of these young kids, like, I, you know, I joke, with the young kids that I work with. Tell them about back in the day. I don't know when I became the back in the day old man, but that's, I guess that's who I, who I am now. My own daughter got pissed off at me this morning. Told uh, my wife, the old man's being mean. The old man's being mean. So at some point I became the old man. But so Jimmy Graham's the old man in the locker room and he's, Telling uh, some of the young dudes, probably telling A.T. Perry, man, this, this place used to be really tough to play in if you were an opponent. A.T. Perry's like, yeah, right. Look around. Yay. Woo. Wow. Great catch. That's what the fans are like. And now you got your, your, your center and your court. I mean, look, by far the best thing, who was in the Dome? Anyone listening to this Dome? Uh, anyone who was in the Dome yesterday and that's listening to this podcast will know what I'm talking about when I say this. What do we think the best thing about yesterday's game was? I can tell you there's no question in my mind the best moment of Sunday's game. There's zero doubt in my mind what it is. It has nothing to do with football. By far the best part of yesterday's game was 
Carr and Easton's band, they were playing together at halftime. I thought that was pretty damn cool. That was awesome. That was the best moment of yesterday's game. I mean, let's be honest. What is it supposed to be? And then you listen to the coach after the game, and it's like, ooh. I mean, he didn't say it. We're going to keep chopping wood. But he might as well have. I mean, that's what chopping wood, I guess, looks like. Uh, there was so many moments in that game when uh, there was a moment towards the, I don't know, what quarter. I think it was the, it might have been the fourth quarter. It was, early, it was either early in the third quarter or late in the, uh, early in the third, I'm sorry, late in the third quarter or early in the fourth. It was one of those two. And uh, Saints had a fourth and one in their own 41. There ain't a single person on God's green earth who actually thought they were, the Saints were going to go for it there. That's not who Dennis Allen is. This isn't the Chargers. This isn't the Eagles with a coach who uses analytics or whatever, fourth and one. It's 68.2%. The card says to go for it. No, that's not who Dennis Allen is. Dennis Allen chops wood. Chop, teams that chop wood don't go for it from fourth and one in their own 41. If I were a fly on the field, I'm certain. I am positive. I would have I would have heard some saint on the field telling a Panther, "Hey, I bet we can play dumber than you." And then Shy Tuttle says, "You want to bet? Watch this." And then he jumps off sides. Saints get a first down. How dumb is that? That's what a one in twelve team looks like. That's who the Saints beat yesterday. Oh and eight on the road. They got a coach. I don't even know their coach's name. That's how bad the Panthers are. I have no idea. I don't, an interim coach, I have no idea what his name is, and I don't care. It's not a name I'll ever hear again when this season is over, ever. It's a name one day when I'm looking up something from this season, maybe five years from now. Oh, yeah, that dude was, oh, I don't even remember him. Do you remember? No, I don't remember him. I remember Frank Wright got fired. That's all I remember. That team was embarrassing. If I were a Panthers fan right now, oh, my God. They've gone, I mean, most teams, you, when you got the number one draft pick, you think at least throughout the season you're going to get better. Bryce Young was lost. There, if the Saints had played Andy Dalton yesterday, and you guys know what I think about Andy Dalton. If the Saints played Andy Dalton yesterday, they would have lost. There were so many times yesterday when Bryce Young went to throw a pass. Like, I don't know how many deep passes the guy threw. Plenty. When I'm like, why? And I said, when he let it go, I'd say, wide open. Wide open. Missed him by three yards. So many times. Andy Dalton would, have, would not have missed all those passes. Saints would not. The Saints would have found themselves in a big hole at halftime yesterday. I mean, there were at least four plays in the first half where Bryce Young missed wide open. I might have been wrong about him, man. I, it's still too early, and I always say this, and I'm trying to tell myself this now. I might have been wrong about Bryce Young. I mean, C.J. Stroud sucked yesterday, and the Jets beat their asses, beat Houston's ass. But uh, I, might, I might be wrong about Bryce Young. He looked lost. Speaking of that, if you, if you didn't have a rooting interest, can you imagine this? If you didn't have any rooting interest in any particular football game, you just love NFL. You just love football. 
Or maybe your team is the Miami Dolphins. They're not playing on Monday. So you wake up and you turn on the TV and you don't have Sunday ticket and you don't have red zone. You're forced. You're stuck with whatever's on TV. And on Fox, you got Panthers at Saints. And on CBS, you got Texans at Jets. Those are your choice. Which one would you pick? That would have been a tough-ass choice, man. That would have been a tough choice. Panthers, Saints, or Texans, Jets. Now, the Jets game kind of turned in. The Texans made Zach Wilson look like Aaron Rodgers yesterday. They had the best game of his career. And the Saints defense, you know, I'm, I'm all negative here the first 20 minutes, but I will say this. The Saints defense uh, played a pretty decent game, but they were helped by Bryce Young missing receivers over and over and over again. Chuba Hubbard, 23 carries for 87 yards. But Miles Sanders, he had a 48-yard run, 10 carries for 74 yards. I mean, the Panthers killed themselves. How bad was it yesterday? Carolina had 204 yards rushing. 204 yards rushing. So maybe it wasn't that good after all. The Saints had 207 total yards. Think about that for a minute. The team that lost 28-6 had 204 rushing yards. The team that won had 207 total yards. The Saints were outgained by over 100 not, not over, just shy of 100 yards. Time of possession. Carolina had the ball almost 10 minutes more than the Saints. Remember Dar Derek Carr when he get, he every now and then he catches himself in this fight. He, that dude's got some issues behind the scenes. Got to be. I, I have said this before, and I was defending him back when, and I still defend him about this. Remember the Jacksonville game when he got pissy and he got mad because players weren't, Chris Olave was half-assing it? Remember that? I rightfully defended him. But maybe there's something else going on. You don't just get all fiery and pissy and then you're like kumbaya the next minute. When I listen to this dude in the post-game press conference, oh, man. Sounds like he wants to be Aaron Rodgers or something. He's got, um, um, I don't know what's going on. He, he, he changes in a heartbeat. I've seen this before in my life from people that I know and love. It's, it's truly disturbing. Listen to this. Yeah, always, yeah, I mean, things happen, man, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, we were both, had, had our reasons we were both right for an aspect. We were both wrong for an aspect. Um, but that's not the only time that's ever happened, you know, with me and a player or uh, an offensive lineman or a center. Um, you know, that stuff happens. And, uh, you know, the best part about it, you know, Rich Basaccio always taught me those moments are going to happen. You're going to have conflict sometimes, confrontation. Always circle back. So we went and circled back. We looked at each other, both smiled, because we both already knew, you know. Um, and, uh, but that was, 
with all the cameras around, that stuff gets caught sometimes. Um, but there is no problem. It's all good. You've had a couple of those this year. Is that something you kind of... Me and Eric? Think about, or you mind, or? Well, I'm just excited that we won a game today. You know, people gritted through some stuff, and that's what I'm happy about. You don't think that conflict's like negative an issue, though? Brother, I'm not trying to be negative with you anymore. I'm sorry. Block out the bad. Wave in the good. Come on, good. Smelling, just smelling, breathing the good. Out with the bad. Breathe in the good. Do it with me now. Come on, brother. What the hell is going on around here? I mean, seriously. What the hell is going on around here? I... I it's just, it really is, it's frustrating. I don't know that I've ever felt this way following a win, especially a 28-6 to six win or a 20, let's just say 20. You won by three touchdowns. You'd think you'd be excited about it. Nah. Who in their right mind would be excited about that? Combination of things why you can't be excited about it. I, I just, I just can't. I, I, I just can't. I'm trying. I want to be fired up. I want to think there's hope about this team. I've said this before. I'm probably going to say it again this afternoon at 4 o'clock when we talk about the Saints' odds. I never even looked at them today. What, this, what are the Saints' odds to win the NFC South? I'm going to call it up as I talk here. But, I mean, who, who in their right mind... I know Saints fans have been telling me this, and usually I just write them off because Saints fans are silly a lot of times. A lot of things they say just they just don't make any sense, so I'm, I got them called up. The Falcons are plus 165 to win the division. The Saints are plus 190. The Bucks are, are now plus 190. So it's basically a three-way tie. It's like I thought yesterday the Falcons are still the favorite. I mean, I've been saying for weeks if not months there's value on the saints to bet on this if you want to bet and i use that term like i'm just throwing it out there i'm not saying i'm betting on it because i'm not i still think the saints are going to win this division i'm probably going to say this later but i'm starting to wonder why i'm doubting myself because even though there's zero and i mean this wholeheartedly even with the injuries there is so much talent on this team there's no question in my mind that this is the most talented team in the NFC South. Now, that might not be saying anything. I get it. But they have the best quarterback. You can hate Derek Carr all you want. That's right. I said it. Hate him. That's on you. I mean, I'm not going to stop you now anymore. I'm not going to try to change your mind. Because I'm pissed off too. But Derek Carr is better than Desmond Ritter. He's better than Taylor Heineke. And he's better than Baker Mayfield. And I think we all know that he's certainly better than Bryce Young. I mean, some of you might be saying he's not better than Jameis Winston. I mean, that, I think that he is. But, but I'll, again, though, we haven't seen enough sample size. But I got to tell you, man, Jameis doesn't seem to be upset with this whole thing. That's another story. But the point is, he's the best quarterback in this division. Dennis Allen, as bad as you might think Dennis Allen is, as much as I'm sick of good old Paul Bunyan, he's the best coach in this division. 
That says a whole lot. I get it. He's the best coach in this division. So all of that being said, best coach, best quarterback, most talented team, we should be like running to the window to bet plus 190. And if you don't know what plus 190 means, that means if you bet $10 on the Saints to win the division and they win the division, you get $19 of winnings back. It means you get $29 total. You get your $10 back, plus you get 19 bucks. That seems like, and I'm always talking about value. You're not going to find a lot more value than that. But yet, sometime, some way, somehow, I can't do it. I can't pull the trigger on it. I keep saying this value. But there's nothing about this team that has sold me on believing that they can do it. Now, if I were watching another team, I'd probably feel the same way if I watched the Falcons every week or if I watched the Bucks every week, or at least clo- I do watch them every week, but if I watched them closely like I watch the Saints because I have to, it's my job. I just can't buy in to this football team anymore. And again, I know I'm behind the curve. I'm saying things that Hootats have been saying for weeks. I got to apologize to you, man. I think y'all were right. I don't want to sound like a, like a cuckoo, but these boys, I don't know. There's something weird going on behind the scenes. It's not I, it, really something. Maybe it starts with Derek Carr and his, come on, brother. I ain't trying to be negative with you anymore. Dude, get the hell out of here. That's kind of representative of this entire Jekyll and Hyde kind of team. I mean, I guess we should be happy that they were, and that goes back to what I was telling some people who sent me messages yesterday. I guess we should be happy that they're happy. It's like the headline says, we're told we should be happy about it. That's the way Dennis Allen basically put it. Listen, every game that you play, whether you win or lose, there's going to be good things that happen in the game. There's going to be some bad things that happen in the game. There's never been a game that that, that, that hasn't been the case. Um, but ultimately, this game's about winning. And so we won a game today. Nobody's going to apologize for winning a game today. All right? We're going to take the win. We're going to understand the corrections that we need to make, and we're going to work hard to correct those things. And that's the process that you go through on a daily and a weekly basis. They're starting to turn on them. Those friendly media folk, my friends, my colleagues, They're starting to ask the questions I said they should have asked like eight weeks ago. They're starting to turn on them. What took them so long? What took them so long to ask these questions? I don't know, man. It's a a little bit of everything, isn't it? Look, I guess, you know, I'm telling you that I'm just coming around too. Uh, It's tough. There's a fine line somewhere. I tell it the way that I I think it is, or the way it is, or the way I think it is, however Phil says it in the beginning. And the way I think it is is, I guess the most upsetting thing about where we are, uh, if you're a Saints fan, and what I saw yesterday and how that leads to now and the future, we're being told we should be happy about a win. You win again next week, and then you win again the week after that, and you got a winning streak. Problem is, if you play like this, again, I mean, we shouldn't be taking baby steps. We shouldn't be 
chopping and chop, chop, chopping that wood on December the 11th. The wood should be chopped and everything should be honed. And you know what? If they would have, if the Saints would have won 21 to 6 yesterday instead of 28 to 6 yesterday, but played a solid performance and Derek Carr didn't look like he had a concussion and the defense didn't allow 200 rushing yards and if it weren't for like seven or eight completely terrible, overthrown, wide open, deep receivers, Bryce Young missed them. Maybe we'd all feel better about this game. Maybe we'd all be happy, happy, joy, joy, like they want us to be. But if they really go and watch film on Tuesday and look at it as objectively as possible, which is not always easy to do, but there isn't a single person who could look at that film objectively and think that their team played well. Their team did not play well. They didn't play well defensively. They didn't play well. They certainly didn't play well offensively. When you have 37 passing yards at the end of three quarters, you know what it tells me? It tells me you played the wrong damn quarterback. I don't, I'm no football coach, and I'm no genius when it comes to football play calling or whatever. I'm no genius, period. But I don't need to be a genius to know that you played the wrong quarterback if your quarterback had 37 yards at the end of three quarters. I don't give a damn what the score was. It just, it's not good. You got a capable backup, not just a capable backup, but maybe the best backup in the NFL. But you choose, you're so scared of having a quarterback controversy which is the only, it's literally the only thing. It's either you're super scared of a quarterback controversy or, or Jameis Winston came over and egged your house one night and we don't know about it. I mean, what else could it be? Seriously, what else could it possibly be? There's no other excuse. There was zero reason to start him this week. You won. Yippee. We're told we should all be happy about it. Yip, yip, yippee. You keep on chopping that wood. You're, gonna, you're losing people, man. Mrs. Benson, I know you're not listening to this. Somebody play a clip, this little clip. Cut this little clip out and give it to her. Mrs. Benson, you lose, you're losing the people of New Orleans. You're losing the Houdats. Unless something changes in a, in a big time hurry, which I doubt seriously. Mrs. Benson, you got eyes and you got ears. You were standing in the middle of that Superdome field yesterday when they were announcing Jabari Greer into the Saints Hall of Fame. I love Jabari. By the other way, you know me. I like to change topics in a heartbeat, even if it's for 30 seconds. I love Jabari Greer, but what does that say about the state of this franchise? is if you got to find somebody to put in your Hall of Fame this year and the best one eligible is Jabari Greer, again, I love Jabari Greer. He was fine when he was here, but that's the best you can do. I digress. Mrs. Benson, you were standing on that Superdome turf. You looked around. I saw you looking around. All the empty seats, all the apathy, 
during the game, wherever you are in whatever box suite you were in, you're losing these people. You're losing this fan base. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist. It doesn't take Bill Parcells. It doesn't take the ghost of Vince Lombardi to figure out that this team probably isn't getting better anytime soon with this leadership. And I'm not just talking about on the field or off the field or whatever. I'm just talking about in general. This team is headed in the wrong direction. Changes have to be made. The best teams don't sit on their laurels and rest on, you know, whatever. Think about where the Los Angeles Chargers are right now. They should have fired Brandon Staley after last year, but they didn't. And look where they're at. There's no question he's going to get fired. If he makes it through this season, which is an if, big if at this point, He's going to get fired on January 9th or whatever the hell the day is after the season. He's going to get fired the day after the season's over. I would bet I would bet uh, a week's pay on it. That's how sure I am that Brandon Staley, and they should have fired him last year, and they didn't because the Chargers don't make a lot of rash moves. Mrs. Benson, that's where this team is right now. They're loyal to a fault. Something's got to change, and in a big way. And if you don't change it, we're going to be sitting here next year, and you think this is bad, maybe the Saints are going to be the Carolina Panthers next year. It's completely possible. This team is lost. They play like they're lost, and at times they play like they don't give a damn. But we're told to be happy about winning a football game against a one-win team on December the 10th. All right. Be happy. Before I go out today, I got a personal note to give out there. I also got a programming notes. Um, personal note is this. Uh, it's, you know, we've told you over the past couple of weeks we have had to cancel our Thursday show. Well, we had one uh, two weeks ago with Zach Ewing came on and filled in for Uncle Big Nick. Um, last week, we just canceled it, and we're not going to have a Thursday show the rest of the year. Uh, Uncle Big Nick will come back when he's ready, and when he's ready, we'll have our pick segment, and we'll do it uh, on Fridays after Larry Holder. So that's kind of a personal note and a programming note. All at the same time, no more Thursday shows until next football season. Um, but that being said, uh, Prayers and condolences and love go out to Uncle Big Nick, who lost his dad uh, over the weekend. Rory Morris was 66 years old and uh, loved life, man. He loved fishing. And uh, he had a stroke a couple weeks ago, and it was a rough couple weeks before he succumbed to it. And, you know, we were texting yesterday you know, when I was at the Dome, and... Uh, you know, he said, uh, quote, just left my mom. She said, it's never been so quiet. It's never this quiet when the saints are on. Brought a tear to my eye. So uh, I guess in the grand scheme of things, we think about when our football team stinks, it's kind of, we're kind of miserable about, about things, but it could be way worse, man. Rory Morris loved the, the New Orleans Saints with all his heart. <clears throat> he was either watching the Saints or he was fishing. 
And uh, we're sure, even though the Saints stink, he'll probably be doing up there in heaven. He'll still be watching it. So uh, prayers go out to the Mars family, and we, we love you. Uh, program and note, besides the fact that we won't have Thursday shows going forward, um, it's been a weird few weeks. I think I told you the other day I still have some days to take. Uh, i got to take them off or I'll lose them. And so I'm going to be off from December the 20th through the 26th. So what that means is... Uh, we're going to do, we're going to have our regular Friday data to this week. And then next week, the Saints play on a Thursday anyway. So we're going to do a Monday data to, I think it's going to be on, it's going to be on Monday, but that will be it for the week. That will be the only show we have next week. So we will not have, we'll have Larry Holder on this Friday and then it'll be two weeks before we have him on again. Uh, and then we will be back, uh, the following week on Either Thursday or Friday, the, the Thursday or Friday before New Year's. I'm not exactly sure when, but uh, we'll figure that out as we go. But I just wanted to pass that along that uh, after this week, we're going to have some weird weeks coming up the rest of the year as I take the little bit of vacation that I have, that I have to take, put it that way, or lose it. So that's where we are. But as far as these saints go, don't worry, man. Be happy. I played this song going out before. It's been a little while now, but that that's... That's where I feel like we are. Yeah. I would whistle, but I think my microphone might blow out the wazoo. Um, that's where we are. Don't worry about where the Saints are. They're six and seven. They're in a three-way tie for first in the NFC South. By God, don't worry. Be happy. Everything's going to be okay. And if the Saints are one and twelve at this time next year, don't worry about it. Be happy. They got this. Everything will be okay. No more negativity, brother. All positive going out. No more negativity. We'll be all positive on Friday because we'll be making some more picks. Hopefully, it'll be another week of great picks. Had a good week this weekend. Had a good week. Betting had a really bad week fantasy. That's a whole nother story. Nobody cares about your fantasy team, Jim Derry. Maybe we'll talk about it on Friday. Maybe we won't. But Larry Holder will be here. And by God, we're all going to have a great time. We will see you then. Peace and love, my friends. Got no place to lay your head. Somebody came and took your bed. Don't worry. Be happy. The landlord say your rent is late. He may have to litigate. Don't worry. Be happy. Look at me. I'm happy.